0: Hello? Hello? Amber? Hello? Amber? 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 No, yes, a little bit. Amber,
1: oh, my gosh, Ashley. Hello, 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 Hi, Amber, can you hear me?
0: Oh, my God. Hi. <laughs> I have no You know idea. what it
1: was? What? My stupid fucking AirPod. Oh was, no. Like, so I was in my bedroom with um, just the phone mm-hmm. and then down below me in the yoga room was my AirPod.
0: Oh shit, it was why. connecting why? It to it that. Connect- <laughs> <laughs> I could hear random like people walking up and down stairs and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay, sweetie. It's fine. We figured it out.
1: Uh, well, I'm not editing this, so they're going to get a, a nice little welcome. So, Oh, yeah. yeah that was, <laughs> I'm not editing anything. That works. So they're getting to know the real deal, for sure.
0: Hopefully I didn't so, say anything beforehand that was, I, don't, I think I was quiet. So. <laughs> no. I only remember 10 <laughs> seconds ago. We're good. Right.
1: <laughs> they are ranting. So, real quick. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, I'm happy you to be can here. You can tell something's about to go retrograde, damn it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, welcome back to Adventures in Awakening. This is your host, Amber, and I'm on today with the lovely Ashley Delphine. Today, we are going to be discussing Akashic Records. So Ashley, I would love for you to tell me a little bit about yourself.
0: Well, um, I am an Akashic Records channel. I am a cancer. Um, (laughs) um, I am a Reiki master teacher. Um, I work with energy in everything that I do. I am an intentional jewelry creator. Um, I wear a lot of hats, uh, but I basically just love to work with people um, and just give them tools that they need so that they don't have to rely on anybody else but themselves to be able to accomplish their goals and kind of move forward.
1: Love it. So can you tell me like how you got to where you are right in this moment? What's your awakening story or what, you know, kind of like, give me the backstory a little bit.
0: So when I was growing up, I was um, religious. I, I was in a Baptist church and um, loved the connection in the community and like praise and worship and you know just being around people and having that like support system and things like that. Um, as I grew up, I you know started to research other religions and kind of um, I had like a breaking up with God period where I kind of like went my own way and. You know, looked into Buddhism and Hinduism and all kinds of different types of religions. Um, dabbled in, you know, just uh, whatever I could get my hands on. I just wanted to learn more about how people saw religion in the world. And it was about maybe a decade ago where I started to... Actually, it was 11 years ago, technically. Um, I was starting to get into like crystals and tarot and things were coming back in. And then in November of 2010... My brother um, died in a car crash and that was kind of like a catalyst moment. It was one of the most humbling experiences of my life to where I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, And from there, it was kind of like this um, little box of like, like, it was a gift of some sort to where it really opened my eyes to what was happening. I think everyone who kind of goes through an awakening has that moment of like, deep like dark night of the soul where we have to kind of figure out um like what we're doing with ourselves and from there it kind of catapulted me onto the path that I am now crystals came in in a big way um on his first anniversary I I made my first crystal altar and really just started like allowing the crystals and the stones to really lead me and from that point forward I you know um started working events at my first event um Uh, Market that I worked I was selling the crystal jewelry that I was making I I make gemstone um, and crystal malas and bracelets and pocket malas and pendulums and it was at that first event that I felt like I finally found my people. Like I finally felt like safe and seen and understood. I basically cried the entire weekend um, working this market. <laughs> um, and it just I felt like they, I met people that, you know, I never really understood before. You know, a lot of people on their spiritual journeys, I feel like, feel like they're alone in a lot of this. So like finding people that really made sense to you and feel comfortable was a whole other experience um at that market i actually met my future reiki master um the one who taught me how to use reiki um, and from there i've you know i became a reiki master um, and now i have my own students who i teach and then about a year ago the akashic records came in in a big way Uh, they basically were like knocking on everything they could possibly get my attention with um, I kept getting emails from random people that were teaching Akashic Records. I don't know how I got on their lists. Um, and just seeing it everywhere. Um, so I finally found actually two teachers. I'm that person who likes to have multiple teachers and things so that I can uh-huh. see everything. Um, and I just kind of dove in. Um, in the last year I've worked with like 150 different clients, um, just in their records and connecting. It's been an absolutely amazing, like just year of connecting and opening and awakening. Um, and the records are just completely expansive. They're ever evolving and shifting and growing with us. And I'm just, I'm really honestly honored that they chose me to be a part of, um, this experience with them.
1: That's so great. It's just like everything worked out as it should, as it always mm-hmm. does, right?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> um,
1: so can you can can you explain to the listeners exactly what the akashic records are?
0: Yeah. So the akashic records are basically a field of knowledge. Um, the if you think about um, in science, in like the string theory and all the different types of, um, quantum physics they talk about this field of knowledge where everything is kind of known and seen and where it actually holds and collects different pieces of knowledge and wisdom Um, that's actually exactly what the akashic records are but science is finally getting kind of coming up into the spiritual world and proving some of the things that we're experiencing Um, But it's really just a field of energy and energy is knowledge. I mean, think of all the energy that's around us every day. Um, Books are knowledge, books are energy, you know, they're holding things. And the way that I kind of see the records personally is like a big library of energy. It's kind of a spiritual Google. Um, You can actually like ask the records anything and they will bring you the information that you'd like. Obviously with consent, I work huge in consent in the records and just verifying that, I have um, permission to access information about certain people um, because there's different types of records. Um, There are personal records. There are um, like public records that are things like buildings and um, like war um, locations and things like that. Um, There are private records that you don't have access to. There are galactic records. There are like, there's so many different types of, of records that you can access. Um, but I mostly work within the personal records, which are the ones that people give me permission to access their information. And I work within galactic records. So I actually access, um, star nations, um, or alien records of different star groups, um, and communicate with them and actually work with them within my client base as well. So the records are just ever expanding. They basically hold the past, the present, and all the possible options and possibilities of our future so when you're actually in someone's records you can ask questions about past lives your current life your possible future options Um, and some people talk about the records as being like whatever you find in the records is set in stone things that are happening in the past present and future are all happening at the same time so things are multiple you can change your soul contracts that are part of this and all of that's in your soul book Um, We think about a lot of the different religions that are out there. Um, They all talk about like the book of life and that's exactly what this is, but it's all within a each each of us have our own individual, what I call energetic frequency. And within that energetic frequency is where our own soul records sit. Um, And (laughs) it's an unpopular opinion usually for people, but I believe that we all have access to our own records. And we do, we don't have to go through anybody else to access them. Um, we're able to really, um, like even right now I'm logged into my own records at this time so that I know that I'm speaking at the highest vibration and the highest possible, um, experience and explanation that I can give at this time, just so that I know that I'm coming through within my own, um, basically knowledge base, because within your records holds all the wisdom and knowledge that you've attained as well, as well as your traumas, your love, your support, anything that you've experienced are all within those spaces, Um, And that's what the records are. They just really show us who we are at a soul level and who doesn't want to connect with that. Who wouldn't want to know um, that the decision that they're making is proper for their soul's path, for their um, lessons and gifts that they really brought forward with them into this lifetime. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. That's a lot. And it's so true. (laughs) Um, So basically every decision that we make in our current life in this body um, can affect the records. so we can heal mm-hmm. old karma and that will change. Yep, the records.
0: Yep, yeah, everything is, is vulnerable. Mm-hmm.
1: That's super cool. So one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is that my reading was changing for me. Um, and I'm hoping you know to spread the word and just get your name out there.
0: Um, <laughs> Thank you.
1: I mean, it was, it was, I, I knew going in, you know, throughout my whole life, knowing that I had these gifts or had this, um, that I wasn't like really honoring because, you know, I think maybe I didn't, I didn't either have evidence or I questioned Mm -hmm. myself or also it's not like this mainstream world that we live in, that everything is totally accepted. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had my own wounds, my own stuff to deal with. But having this reading done healed so much for me, like so Mm life-changing. Just finding out where I originated from um, was really healing for me because of not knowing uh, some of my parents. Um, Mm -hmm. That was huge. And then you reaffirming what I thought my gifts were and just saying like, this is what you're meant to do. This is your calling. Like, oh, shit. Okay, I better do that. i better put the big girl pants on and like get to work right so i mean it was just like i I, you know it's weird that like you intuitively know all these things and um but someone else telling you and kind of reaffirming that is like okay i can now healing for me
0: i feel like a lot of times we don't give ourselves permission to really admit that we are these things. And when you have a reading like with an Akashic records person, or even you go into your own records, it's kind of, your soul's telling you this is the way that it is. Um, Uh So it's kind of like a a confirmation, like you said, and the confirmation sometimes um, in different types of readings and different types of work is it hits differently. Um, Especially when like people were basically like in my own Akashic records reading with my own teacher, um, when she was saying things, I was like, oh, God, you're so right. It makes me so mad. Like that. I I've, I've known this for so long, but I just didn't like accept it. And I didn't like settle, settle into it. Um, that's just, it's just, yeah. I love this work so much because I feel like it really just allows people to give themselves permission to fully step into themselves. And oftentimes if like, sometimes it does take someone outside of us to be like, Hey, this is the way that it is. How about you see how amazing you are? Um And that's just really why I love love working in the records so much because of that.
1: And I think if every single person on the planet really had, you know, gave this a shot and tried it. Oh, man, we'd all be kind of stepping into our Dharma, our purpose, and really stepping into the most authentic versions of ourselves. Right. Like, totally. I think it's it's life changing for sure. Mm -hmm. So you actually trained with two different people. Mm-hmm. yep to learn so how would if I wanted to access my records how would I do so is that something
0: or well there's different ways of accessing your records um, a lot of people use what's called the pathway prayer and you can find that for free online um, okay. Linda Howell talks about that um, and the pathway prayer is basically a prayer to access your records um, you with any time you access your records you're going to need your name Um, your date of birth and where you were born. And those three things are basically like a confirmation for the records to say, yes, I have that right person when they're pulling your soul book. Um, And within the records, um, you know, anyone can access them and using the pathway prayer. It's kind of like a meditation or a meditative state with any type of energy work. I always suggest people um, putting protections around their energy, because when you do work like this, you're actually opening your energy field And you want to make sure that you are protected and that nothing can access your energy without your permission. So Mm -hmm. that's like the biggest thing with this. Um, And so when you basically use the pathway prayer, um, I have my own version of it that is um, part from my teacher, part from my own intuitive work with the records and how I've modified it for my own work. But basically you're just calling in um, your Akashic Records guides. You are um, accessing... The akashic field and you're basically just saying i would like to access my own soul records we actually all have access to our own records through our soul star chakra so our soul star is actually above our head about six inches and within the soul star chakra is actually where our past life information our own personal access to the akashic records is all of our soul records are all held there so when we work within our soul star and we unlock our soul gifts and things like that, we're actually working in rec- in the records energy. We just don't realize it's happening. Um, so you can basically see yourself in meditation and going up into your soul star chakra, saying the, the pathway prayer, accessing your records. And from there, you can a- basically ask any questions that you like. Um, now, certain questions like, you know, when am I going to die? Don't ask things like that. Like that's not really, <laughs> the records can't answer that. Um, and that, Because everything, every decision that we do changes what happens into the future. Uh So um, like, even if, you know, I'm in the records right now, I could ask any question that I want, I could get off this call with you. And then a decision that I make will literally put me in a different timeline that will completely erase the answer that I received. So um, it's just really about um, finding empowerment through that space. Um, I am currently working on something, um, a class to help people access records and more of a safe space where they actually can ask questions to someone who's worked in the records. Um, and it's, it's coming in 2022. So um, it'll be a space for you to be able to ask questions while you're doing it and not kind of feeling alone. But Linda Howe does um, have a ton of books about accessing the records and she's seen as an expert in the field. Um, So that's definitely a place that you also can go um, and look at her books as well.
1: Okay, cool. So there has to be an importance of like honoring the history of how people are trained to do so. So not just everyone is like all up in there, you know, accessing (laughs) information. Um, Can you give me more details on that? I mean, is there, there should be some, you know, like a respect for... Oh, part, yes, Right. Absolutely. Yeah. The respect
0: and rever- and reverence for the records. Basically, you shouldn't be like logging in and logging out whenever you like. Yes, you can do it whenever you want. Like, actually, it's a big part of um, how a lot of people that are readers actually run, say, their business or they run their life. They log into the records and they write an email to send out to somebody or they log into the records and make a phone call so that they know they're properly in that space. When you come in and out of the records, the pathway prayer is actually setting the intentions and, and correct reverence. For when you log into the records, and I call it logging in, like I'm actually logging into Google or an email or something. That's just how I talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every time you're in the records, you need to log out because if you do not log out, you might start to get like seasick, um, or you might get a headache. It's basically you're pulling inf- pulling knowledge and wisdom and um, energy through your body that you you weren't expecting to have. So it's always a login and a log out before every session, and it's really just a revenance of the space. I mean, do you? Um, want someone to come into your house and when they leave, leave the door open. Um, You know what I mean? Like this is kind of like thinking of like disrespect in those spaces. Um, And when um, you start to learn how to work within the record space and you know, if you do it for yourself, it's different than doing it for somebody else. There's a whole other kind of process and connection that you have to make to be able to read for somebody else. Um, And that's just because it, it's a different level of understanding. It's just like working energetically on ourselves. If we're using Reiki or any other type of energy work, when we work on ourselves, it's different than working on somebody else. It's a different level of protection. It's a different level of support. Um, And it's it's just making sure that you are respecting the space. Don't, you know, when you leave, you should also be releasing any energy connections that you made throughout time and space. And there's a proper process of doing that. So I don't say like, maybe Pamby, just go into the records whenever he wants, um, right. but just like, you know, if you have a sacred space or a space that you sit in whenever you do meditation, that's a great space to do that. Um, both of my teachers talk about how you should have a specific place that you do your readings um, or even do your connection. Um, I've, I've gotten to the point where I can, I feel comfortable in certain spaces in the house, but other places I, I, I don't want to do a reading in. And that's just making sure that the energy in that space is there protections and clearing and support. Yeah, definitely revenants as you're working in the records for sure.
1: Okay. And then I would imagine, you know, even with like when I do Reiki myself versus someone else, uh, Mm -hmm. I would imagine just like in the Akashic, I think we have our own judgments and the stories that we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. So going to someone like you, you know, where the information is going to probably come through more clear as you, you know, know me that well, I guess, going in mm-hmm. all the stuff where I would be like maybe the, something that came through or just, you know, going to someone else and else having a reading, reading done. I think you're going to get more and that's that, like unfiltered. unfiltered. Um, you're
0: not attaching anything. to it. Is that true? It is to a point. So I think with, especially in my own, I've done a lot of readings on people that I know very well. Um, And I think it comes down to the fact that you have to separate yourself out of the equation. When working in the records, it's not like a tarot reading or a psychic reading. Um, The records are, that's like, it's pure truth, pure truth, pure love, pure um, just like support and healing is what's within that space. So I actually work with a pendulum while I'm in the records. Um, It's kind of like my confirmation and I'm working with my intuition and um, I'm clairsentient and clairvoyant and I can feel in my stomach if what I'm accessing has um, been tainted by my own perception. So like, it's, it's been a lot of work of like breaking down my own like preconceived notions about things um there are certain things that I'll talk about in people's readings that might not um really connect to what they're saying or what I'm saying they might not really uh, see it or understand it so we actually break it down in the reading well why does that not feel like it's connecting um if we talk about it in this way I'll, I'll ask more questions to the records as we're there to really find out why and how it's not connecting um, and I haven't had anything in any of my readings where everyone's like, that's absolute bullshit. You're a fraud. Um, <laughs> so, right. um, but I think it comes down to the fact that like we have to trust that what we're receiving is real. Um, I'm considered an Akashic Records channel, which is different than a practitioner. Um, so I actually receive new information about like the readings that I do, for example um aren't like just random questions that you ask some readers will just have you have you ask like three questions to the records I actually do a set style of reading so that I'm pulling things through to help empower you to move forward so things like the gifts and the um the gifts the lessons and the guides that you brought with you into this lifetime what your soul does when it's not here, meaning um, when not incarnated on earth. So what, like what's your star seed lineage look like? Um, What are some of your in-between life trainings? um, Which we all do things when we're not here. And what do your past life stuff look like? What what areas of the world have you really expanded into? What life roles have you had? So in those spaces, um, I'm asking the records about things that I don't know anything about these people sometimes. Or if I do know them and I can feel like I think they're this thing, but it might be because of what I feel they are. The records are like, no, it's not, that's not the way that it is. Like they actually, for me, they tell me that if I'm being, if I'm trying to control a session and that's your ego, right? Think about, you know, when we're in our Reiki sessions and we know the person we're working on and we try to affect the session that's working within our ego. And I've really worked. It takes a lot of practice to trust what is ego versus what is real. Um, And, my pendulum calls me out a lot. (laughs) Um, I can actually feel like in my stomach, um, if it starts to swing a way that I think it should swing. And then I'm like, wait a second, this doesn't feel right. So I actually will clear my energy, clear my pendulum and say, okay, what is the actual answer? And then it actually usually does the opposite. (laughs) So it's just, it's a lot of trust in the, in the process. Um, And the information from the records comes through, And what the records feels you need to know at that time as well. It's intelligent energy, just like everything in the life force and source is.
1: So, like, for me, I could have another reading done and it's going to completely maybe be different than the one I had before.
0: It could be. um, If I've grown,
1: like, super evolved as a person i
0: guess (laughs) (laughs) i mean okay so for your reading for example um like your life lessons are going to change like because like a couple of them you were actually super high in percentages um the last time we talked about them um your intuitive gifts well the one that came through is the one that you actually uh, brought with you into this lifetime so that was actually the one that you chose to work with the most um your empath won't change uh, your soul groups won't change um your guides will your in between life trainings won't because you've actually um those are ones you've already done in between lifetimes uh you do have two others that we never actually talked about um that were um from your reading i actually have notes about things that you have like other stuff um i make little notes on your guys's readings that are like expansion in case you guys ever want to do other ones um But things like life roles or archetypes, any of the past life stuff might actually change as we talk about them in different readings, because those are going to be coming through to show you in that moment what you need to see. Or healing, right? Yes, exactly. Yep. Okay.
1: So can we, before we move forward with anything else, like go through so listeners know um, kind of the flow of how the reading goes, um, all that, you know, all that will come forward you started with gifts,
0: right? Yeah. So this is just the way that I do uh, my readings and my two teachers do them. There are people that do Akashic Records readings completely differently. So this is just my style. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always start off, um, obviously, with anything, asking permission, um, which happens when you when you make your reading. Um, I always just want to make sure that people know that consent is a big part of this. Um, so when I first log into your records, I actually ask... Um, do you have any attachments or anything going on? And then I go right into the first section of the reading and ask about your soul gifts. Now, soul gifts are basically the energetic field that you're basically working in and they're attached to your chakra centers. So it doesn't mean that your chakra centers are going to be more active. It just means that those are the realms of energy that you're working within. Um, And then from there I go into life lessons and then your intuitive gifts. So life lessons are going to be obviously what you're working on right now. I ask for the top four. Um, And those are, those are really kind of, that's a fun section because people are like, yeah, I totally am working on that and I hate it, Uh Um, (laughs) but that really helps people to see. And then when we know what our life lessons are that are the top four, we have like, we probably have hundreds, not probably, we do have hundreds that we actually bring in every lifetime. Um, But these are the ones that are really like pertinent to, for you to know at this time. So those will shift, like I said, as well in the reading, if you do multiple sessions. Um, with the intuitive gifts, we'll talk about like your, your Claire, that actually you chose would be your strongest. And a clair is just the way that you actually communicate your intuition. So like Claire sentience is more clear feeling. clairvoyance is more clear seeing. There's all kinds of, there's like what, seven or eight different Claire's. Um, and that's just really how your intuition speaks to you. I also check in to see if you're an empath. And also if you have any things called a God spark. So a God spark, and this is probably something that barely anybody has heard of before, um, but it's our connection to source. So each of us have one God spark and it's actually connected at our navel. It's like this, this really thin cord, silver cord of energy that goes all the way to source. So sometimes we will have additional God sparks and those will actually be gifts given to us by source for certain reasons. And usually they happen at different times of our life. So for example, I apparently had an additional God spark um, that was given to me six years ago, and it was given to me in my stellar gateway chakra. So I'm a stellar gateway gift, gifted sh- person, um, and that's actually connecting into the Akashic Records is actually one of the things that is in that realm of understanding. So receiving in a God spark in the stellar gateway chakra six years ago and six years ago is when I started my business with my spiritual business with the crystals and connecting with Reiki and all of that kind of stuff so it was like a catalyst to lead me to this point that I'm on now that actually was leading me back into the records and calling me home I um, love it was... that
1: that just gave me the chills I
0: it know was it crazy <laughs> it was crazy when my teacher told me that I was like are you are you serious she's like yeah it was literally it was last year so five years ago this is when you you got this gift. And I was like, all right, well, apparently I'm home. And she's like, you are. <laughs> yeah. It's so, so crazy. Beautiful. Um, You're So then I asked about it. Oh, totally. I, this is literally, I feel like everything that I've done, all, everything that I've learned, like I'm one of those people, I'm an Orion starseed, by the way. And they are like the scholars who want to learn everything about everything. And they're like 3am deep dives on the internet, looking up information and reading all these books but everything that I've learned has literally led me into these into the Akashic Records readings that I do. I have so many things that I can like go off on tangents about for people and make deeper connections with like the energy work and how energy is, is moving. And even working in the records has been really crazy of like understanding how energy moves, like seeing different timelines and working within energetic chords, and just it's just so cool. I just I love this stuff so much Um, but I feel like it's really all led me to this place and it's like a really it's crazy to think that when I was in high school I didn't really have a a, like that 16 17 year old me looking at me now obviously I think I would probably be crazy but also like I never didn't have a purpose when I was in high school I didn't really know where I was going and now I feel like I actually am like sitting and working within my realm like I'm uniquely qualified to do this like it's just it's really awesome yeah so good okay so after
1: the god i don't think okay. i had an additional god spark did i no you didn't Mm-mm. i didn't think so because yeah. but i have the stellar gateway
0: yes you do have maybe a stellar gateway day. gift maybe. maybe one day i'll get <laughs> another one yeah so that can come through <laughs> a lot of people with the god sparks sometimes it usually happens when they have traumas. And sources gifting them an extra ability of support or connection that they need. Um, because they'll actually tell me like the time period they were received. Like I've had clients that have, you know receive them at age nine and they got into a car accident and it was in their root chakra. Um, and it really helped them to feel like safe and stable in their body and things like that. Like and it's really crazy to like when I bring up the ages, people are like, Okay, that's weird. Like <laughs> that's super weird. Well then I should have a few um, of
1: them. No, I'm joking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's enough trauma to have <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's good I'm um, <laughs> I know you're good so I also ask about your guides um and with the guides I ask if you have any ancestors that are, are your guides right now um sometimes they can be three different types of ancestors there's ancestors of place which are actually ancestors that are part of the land that you live on um, there's ancestors of spirit, which are ones that are people that you look up to people that may have passed on that wrote a book that really inspired and changed and shifted the way you see the world, or of course, ancestors of blood. Um, so all of those different beings and energy actually can work and support you in your own way. I also ask if you have the ascended masters that are your guides and ascended masters are basically just beings who um, have ascended, they've Um, understood and worked through different traumas and dharmas and all that kind of stuff and really stepped into who they are. Um, And they're basically energetic beings who are here supporting um, the expansion of earth. I also ask if you have any stones that are your guides or any animals or anything like that that could come through in that section. Um, That's actually probably one of my favorite sections is talking about the different guides. Because when I explain Um, the different types or styles or someone's ancestors come through. That's pretty wild. Um, So I think when we did your reading, you had nine guides, but only three came through. So you had a lot of beings that were working with you when we did your reading originally. I need a lot of help. And (laughs) I think they know
1: that. So, But what was amazing to me is that some of the ones that came through that I had already connected with on my own, Mm -hmm. like and had like lucid dreams or whatever and kind of – and then you said that, and I was like, oh, yeah, I know yeah. them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so wait, it's nine total. Can you share with me now or no? Um, yeah, let me log out of my records, and I have to log back into yours. So give me a second, because okay. you. I don't like to log into two people's at once, just because I feel like that's um, it could blend the energy, and we don't want that. Um, so okay, well, you can second. finish going through your talking if you want to give the full. Oh, sure. That's fine. Um, let's do that. Okay, so from there, I go into uh, the next section, which talks about what your soul does when it's not here. Now, this is my absolute favorite part, uh, because we get to talk about star seeds and different star nations that come through. Um, I usually don't see anyone in my readings who is just considered an earth seed. Um, so earth seeds are souls that were first, first lifetime, literally first breath of, on anywhere is actually just on earth, and they've never left. Every incarnation has still been on earth. Um, Earth seeds don't really like this kind of stuff. They think that psychics are weird, um, mm-hmm. unless they're starting to move on, anyways. But so I basically asked, like, where? What was your first um, place of incarnation? which I didn't remember your first incarnation um, until I looked at your your reading again. And I don't see a lot of you. Uh, <laughs> really? Um, yes. Is it okay if I share it? Absolutely. Okay. So you're a Lyran um Uh and pure blood lirans are really hard to come by um because lirans have been spread across the galaxy after the Lyran orion wars um and i'm actually a lirin as well so like i've only seen about five of you um in all of the readings that i've done which is pretty crazy but like um liras actually seeded the polarins and the syrians and the hadarians and also, um, some of us on Earth, we all actually, whether we are starseeds or not, have alien DNA as part of our actual DNA of our genetics. Um, that's a whole other whole other story we could go down. <laughs> yes, that'll
1: be another podcast. Okay. Too.
0: <laughs> I could talk about starseeds literally all day long. It's one of my absolute favorite topics. Um,
1: this was so healing for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the Lyrans, they work energetically Every they, they really work on like energy sovereignty and making sure that we are set up and we know what we're doing, working with energy. Um, they're intelligent. And yeah, I can I totally see Lyrans as part of your experience. Um, yeah, I loved it so much. Um, and then you reference birds and cats, right? Yeah, yes, because a lot of a lot of beings that were on the original planet Lyra, which is Vega, um, they were avian or they were feline um so a lot of times you will connect with birds and cats i know that we both have like these huge connections to both Mm -hmm. um yeah like i have i have these crows who live in my neighborhood and i keep trying to like give them presents and i want them to like be my friends um and there's a hawk that lives in my neighborhood that also like i always comes down into our yard for probably getting bulls or some kind of animal but and i also cats are my my favorites so yeah we're always connected in some way
1: and I want to share um yeah you I I understood the birds completely with my reading because I have had like falcons just Mm. fly on my back porch or I'll be walking in the woods and a hawk will fly right in front of me like they (laughs) definitely communicate with me now I talk to them but my family was like you're crazy and I'm like I'm telling you there's this falcon every time I walk I see it and they finally were on a family walk Mm. and they're like mom there's your bird I'm like yes it is (laughs) (laughs) it's totally one of my like but then the cats I didn't resonate I mean I had a ton of cats growing up but I didn't think of that during the reading
0: Mm. I mean you might have been more avian when you were with the Lyrans, and that could be why they're not like super um like pertinent to you now but I know
1: one of my like spirit animals is a white Bengal tiger
0: which would be Mm. in that family yeah but then
1: I we had cats growing up all the time and I totally just forgot which is funny my (laughs) grandma always had birds like it's just Mm. kind of all like it's a lot to take in at once and then you think about it and you're like
0: it is yeah the readings are two hours and in those two hours I feel like I just talk at everybody and they're like I don't know what to do with this information so I'll, I'll, I'll receive emails like weeks later like okay I finally like fully downloaded and integrated what you were saying i completely understand all of it but it is it's a lot of information Mm -hmm. um and i feel like the whole point of like the, the style of readings that i do is to really create as many bridges to our subconscious as we can because all of this is held in the subconscious and it's all just waiting for us to remember and see it so every bridge we make during this reading the more information is able to flow through so it's kind of like I'm helping you open doors that you didn't know were even there and then everything kind of like whew, rushes and everything changes. It's really awesome. It's super healing. About the month after the,
1: I did my session, I mean my dreams that month were insane. Like I was remembering past lives. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like relationship healing for different things that lives I've had with my husband. I mm-hmm. could remember them like they were so vivid. And Mm. I, I, at the end of it, I was like, so light, so much lighter, like, oh my gosh, completely life-changing.
0: I love it. I love it. That's so awesome. All right. So go ahead. Go ahead. You don't go ahead. (laughs) Um, I was going to go into the next section. Do you have a question about the soul group stuff still? No, no, I'm good. Okay. Okay. Um, So I also talk about in between life trainings which are basically jobs or purposes or positions that you've done on the other side of basically in the astral. So when we say the other side, people talk about heaven or whatever. Um, But it's basically what our soul does when it's not incarnated. And we actually spend more time on the other side than we do here. So we have, you know, souls pass on what happens to them. What do you do? How do you come into the next lifetime? There's all kinds of souls who do different things. Um, And, uh, you actually have two others that we didn't talk about as well, just so you know. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, so those things sometimes can roll over into our lifetimes now. Um, and they can really show us different ways that we are showing up in spaces or different, like, um, like a collection of tools or just things like that can come up as well. Um Especially with yours, I think two of them made a lot of um, sense—the ethicist and the spirit healer—but I don't know if the structural specialist made a lot of sense. Do you remember if it did?
1: And then when I told my husband, he like the ethics on the ethics committee. He's like, "Oh, go figure. That explains a lot." (laughs) 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 Because I just can't like. That's great. When I see people doing wrong, like I'm just like I, I can't. It's like really. If it's like something simple, like a like a sign by the lake that says don't fish, and then I see people fishing, I'm like, why can't they just follow? <laughs> <laughs> That's, <laughs> hilarious.
0: Like, yes. That's hilarious. Yes. So I,
1: what is the structure thing again, the structure specialist?
0: Um, a structural specialist is basically a being who um, works within systems. They really see things as um, like all the pieces as well as a whole. So they really yeah. see everything and um work with things holistically, so that I mean I guess this makes sense to you. it sense for you too then? But I, I think of structural specialists as like a building designer or something like that. It's like working within like how this piece works and with this piece, but it could be with anything. Um, they really like, they're called master of design for a reason because yeah. you will see all the pieces to the puzzle and also what the puzzle is supposed to look like. Um, so that makes, that That kind of makes sense So Yeah.
1: (laughs) Plays into, I mean, I, one, my like decor, the home, like how I put things together, but I think also earth grid work, that Mm -hmm. probably is
0: plays into that a little bit. Yeah. I could totally see that for sure. Yeah, totally. All right. Um, and the last section is all about past life stuff. So we talk about different earthly periods of history where you've had a lot of soul growth Um, And then we talk about what type of genders or body types you had. So if you were a male, female, um, two spirit, animal, um, galactic being, any of that, or even a stone, sometimes people actually have um, past lives where they were stones and really understanding the energetics of that. Um, We talk about life roles, um, archetypes, um, and uh, and sometimes we talk about spiritual religions or traditions that you were a part of, or even elemental realms that you um, spent time in um but a lot of times we focus a lot on the, the past life roles and the archetype energy and those are actual life roles you did like mother or teacher or artist and something like that and the archetypes are more overarching themes of your life and the overarching themes are really how you worked within spaces but those were kind of like how things got curated um so those are really big parts of it too and those actually apply a lot to our current lifetimes often they come up because like, we've, we've all done all kinds of different life roles in archetypal energy and worked within those spaces in, in past lives so much because we, we come to earth really to learn. This is a really a big school and we are just trying to understand how to learn different life lessons in different types of roles. And the ones that come through are usually ones that you've done in multiple lifetimes. I mean, over and over again, but also ones that are going to help you understand you as you are now. So the, re- so the reading is long. <laughs> it's a lot of information. Um, but by the end of it, like while I do the reading, I actually like weave the information back to things in the in the past part of it. Um, like things like, for example, for your archetypes, you have intuitive teacher and harmonizer. So like harmonizer to me is like your root chakra soul gift and the seller gateway calls in your intuitive um, archetype. You also um, were a communicator in past lives. Um, I know that Almoria, one of your masters, one of your guides, actually works within that space, and um, it's just it. Everything kind of flows um, and makes sense, and all comes together to really show you a bigger a bigger view of you. It's kind of like a big map in that okay. way. Um, it's just really cool.
1: It is really cool, guys. Everyone should try it. It's worth life-changing i mean um it did it it allowed me to be like okay i'm gonna step into my power i'm gonna share my gifts and i'm just now dabbling and i know it'll go more uh the more comfortable i get for sure so then could you tap into mine and we can give them just a brief i'm okay sharing so that way they yeah i mean we've we've embarked on it a little bit but yeah
0: so give me one second to log out of mine Basically, all I'm doing is just asking the records to close my book, release my energy, release any connections to me and past, present, future selves. And at this time, I would like to um, connect with Amber. I'm going to use the information that you gave me from your last reading, if that's all right. And I do have your um full permission to be within your records correct
1: correct
0: okay all right i have access to your records okay all right so we were talking about your guides Let's see if anyone has changed or are come in for you. Um, give me one second here. Let's see if I can. Because you find said her. there were
1: nine total, right?
0: There were nine total at that time. Yeah. So we're going to. All right. How many guides does Amber currently have? All right. So right now you have five guides. Okay. And the guides can change literally um, 30 minutes after a reading is done, two days, a month, three years. It doesn't really matter. They come and go as you need them. Um, And currently, right now, we have five. All right. Any of these guides, Ascended Masters? Yes. Are any of them past ancestors? Also, yes. Okay. All right, so two of them are actually your past ancestors. So I'm going to ask more information. First one's on your mother's side. It's a female. It says grandmother energy. Is your grandmother still living on your mom's side?
1: No, it's her.
0: Okay. She keeps showing me, like, this blue hat. Um, it kind of looks like a hat from, the like, the 40s and 50s. It's kind of, like, rounded at the top with a little brim. Um, all right. Um, the other one. The other uh, ancestor on your father's side Um, also female back three generations so great great grandmother and let's see why she's here if you want me to ask if that's okay
1: sure I don't know my father so
0: but I mean having a connection to your um, ancestors can still give you hopefully a little insight maybe as to why yeah. you're within that that family familial line I guess. Okay. Um, so it's they're saying that she's here helping you with persistence. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Um, so it could be persistence to keep dipping your toe in and I'm getting a yes for that and what you're doing, um, not allowing little stumbling blocks to kind of keep you from moving forward. Little stumbling blocks aren't no's from the universe. They're usually um, a way of seeing either course correcting and taking us somewhere else, um, to get to where we need to go properly, or it's a kind of a test to see if you really want this. Right. So All right. Is there anything else that you want to show me? So I'm getting like this overwhelming feeling coming over me. Like it just feels like we don't often always meet our great grandparents. Sometimes they pass on before we meet them. Um, So obviously I know that you didn't meet yours, but it feels like this, like such beautiful love energy. Like it just blanketed over my body like mm. um like when you think of like going to your grandparents house and nick that you just adore them and they just adore you and like you go in and like you just run to them and hug them that's what it feels like yeah like she's just here showing support and love um and if you needed that energy right now like she's definitely kind of blanketing you in that support so that's it feels really good it feels really beautiful i love it okay yeah, and my grandma,
1: other. my my grandmother was like my person. She was definitely mm, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So you got the grandmas coming in, the grandmother energy. Right. <laughs> all right. So the other three are all ascended masters. And let's see who comes through here. Um so El Moria is no longer working with you right now. Um, he's one of your other past guides. Uh-huh. Um, Hilarion is still here
1: uh-huh.
0: and Ramun is still here um, which those are um, they both like Hilarion works um, with that like the ascension and like the the evolution and expansion energy and Ramun um, was very much Egyptian um, just calling in um, like new ascension stuff so that's, those both make total sense still Mm -hmm. Um, what is the other guide that wants to be known to her? Uh, Yamaya is coming through. All right. So let me, um, bring up my notes there's so many different ascended masters that i have i have some notes on them um so i know that yamaya is part of the um african deities give me just one second okay um so yamaya works um within the fourth ray that's the fourth ray of the divine mother um the support energy um and she's a yoruba orisha uh, which means goddess um and she really works within rivers and water um she's kind of a mother mother goddess energy um i I know that she works like fertility um, and life and like the woman's, the woman body, the female organs and things like that. Um, But usually when you see her, you see her as a mermaid. A lot of times she'll have like a tail instead of legs. Um, And she really just works with a lot of water energy, really connecting us into the waters and thinking of being a woman and like having children, like the waters of our womb and things like that and really connecting us into those spaces it's a very divine divine feminine energy is really what I feel from her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so she's your other guide right now. Awesome.
1: That makes sense. I feel like <clears throat> I've drawn into this like female empowerment right now bringing mm. women together and I've been getting into ecstatic dance too. Like, so I think yeah. that makes sense for sure. Like tribal drumming and stuff. Very cool. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah. um, is there any additional information for my reading? I know you said you had some stones or animals that weren't a part of the first, just to give the
0: listeners a little peek of. Well, there was um, two other in between life trainings, if you want me to pull those up for you. Sure. Okay, whatever you want to share, whatever you're feeling. <laughs> no we can do the in-between life trainings those are good those are fun okay so we already talked about you were part of the ethicist also the master of design structural specialist in the spirit healers for adults um let me go in here all right so we're gonna um ask about amber's in-between life trainings what other in-between life trainings want to be known at this time So the life review counselor just came through. So this is a really interesting one because we talked about how when people pass on um, our souls have to be kind of processed in a way. Mm -hmm. So there's a group of beings known as the third order who actually meet us when we pass on. That's literally the reaper energy that we can talk about in any other type of religion or tradition. Um, And they're the ones who take us back to source when we first um, come back into source energy and we make that connection, we meet up with people called the life review counselors, and they basically help us to process the life that we just went through. Now they don't act as counselors necessarily in asking us questions. They basically hold an energetic space for us to release and integrate. So when we pass on um, any type of trauma that we have caused um, or been a part of, we actually have to experience through the other side, meaning the person's eyes that we've caused them trauma to, or anything bad that we've ever done. So we actually see it from both sides of it. Um, we no longer hold any, yeah, it's rough. It's, but at the same time, when, when we go through that understanding and seeing all those pieces, we don't hold the pain that was caused or that we felt even we go through our own traumas as well. Um, we don't see any of the pieces and don't feel any of that pain anymore. What we do is integrate the lessons in the purposes of why we had to experience it. Um, And it's a, it's a big part of this is like understanding that we, we choose a lot of the things that happen to us. We actually um, call in a lot of the things to learn different lessons and come into the space. Um, And when we do this life review, We are basically seeing what we learned, how we learned it, and why we learned it. So the Life Review counselor, I I kind of see them literally sitting in a corner of a room with their hands out, basically literally just holding space for people to release and understand it and see what's happening. They're not there to basically ask questions or um, help them to understand it. They're just energy workers in some ways they're so um, holding that loving vibration to yeah to, to, he, to heal exactly what I feel. yeah yeah um and when they come into this lifetime when they actually reincarnate a lot of times they will actually play that space of holding space for other people they will be um the ones who are supportive that people come to to talk to um, they might play the role of therapist or counselor, just holding that sacred space of allowing people to release or understand or, or, learn their own lessons. Um, a lot of times they'll have people come to them and kind of like verbal vomit all of their life traumas onto them
1: yeah. without really ever knowing them. <laughs> um,
0: that it happens all
1: the time. I think that's part of being like an empath too. people just yeah, come yeah, and share with you all their problems,
0: Right. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, so it's really just sometimes people that are life review counselors in in the in current lifetimes will feel really called to support people in their emotional experience, in their um, spiritual expansion, and all of that. So it really it's actually a really supportive role to hold on to, and they're just I love the energy work that they do. They basically just allow us to release. And especially when we are in um, incarnated, we don't always feel safe to do that. So you kind of hold this sacred frequency for us to be able to have that experience too. Love it. All right. So let's see what the other one is then. So apparently you're also a master of design, but the biology and botany version as well. So you're just a master of design all over the place. Um, So we talked about the structural specialist and how you see things um, as whole and holistic and also the pieces and parts. But the master of design with biology and botany really is about seeing the energy system of the human body and the functioning of how things really work. So a lot of times they are really intuitive and understand the human energy body structure um, and how energy moves throughout the body, which I know you already know with your Reiki practice, also being a spirit healer, um, that, that's a big part of both of those things. I feel like the master of design biology botany and the spirit healer are very closely working together um, because it really helps you to see energy and how it flows through our physical bodies. Because our bodies were created with, you know, we know, like, there's, you know, the chakra system, there's, um, you know, the, the nadis, there's the tendons, there's the, you know, all kinds of different spots on our bodies where they, uh, they're the meridians and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So many different ways for energy to flow, that a lot of master design people really understand those different aspects of how to work within those spaces, even with animals and plants, too. So, Sorry, my cat's in here. She's <laughs> it's it's feeding it. time. Sorry, guys. Um uh she screams until we feed her every day. Um, even uh-huh. though she knows it's the same time every day. So um you might like gardening or connecting with animals, um, and you might even work with healing animals in that way too. And you can also work within um like herbs and um, Understanding how the different energetics of different plants really work within that space. So things like um, flower essences can be really amazing uh-huh. to help you connect with the actual essence of, of plants and how they work with you and things like that, too. So you're basically an energy worker, love, even when you're not even incarnated. So. <laughs>
1: Why I can see energy with my eyes open sometimes if I'm deep in a session, because I can see where to move things, where to. It just it makes complete sense as to why I have that as one of my gifts.
0: Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, I totally agree.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for taking time to be on the podcast and sharing all this amazingness with us today. Is there anything else that you would like to share or that is coming through?
0: Um not no nothing like specifically coming through. Um I do want to mention that with the readings that I do in person, um I do everything digitally so no matter where you are in the world we can do a session together. Um and I also I don't channel um like for this information in person. Um I usually I log into your records about an hour before we have a session. Um and then I actually get all of the information and then at that point I basically tell you all about yourself for 2 hours um and just hang out and we talk about you and it's just really empowering and I just I'm just I can't I literally cannot say it enough just how honored I am to be able to do this work right now um
1: it's needed right now guys like step into your purpose share your gifts learn and heal I mean that's what the whole entire world is doing right now it's healing right mm -hmm, yes yeah we're all healing so we can step into our purpose and for me this was this reading was life-changing um You telling me and just reaffirming my gifts, even knowing like some of my strength, like some of the things I've had to overcome in life, like to be Mm -hmm. a strong person to step into. um, It's so good, you guys, and you have different versions of readings, right? So if you don't want the full Mm -hmm. full on, you have breakdowns.
0: Yeah. So you can do a full reading, which gives all three sections we talked about. Um, If you want to just like know about your guides and your gifts that's called a earth school reading um if you want to know about your guides your gifts and your star seed lineage in between life trainings um that is a soul alignment reading um that's all on my website thegroveapotheca.com um and it's really just I want to give you options. Um, if you just want to know what your star lineage is, that's also an option. We can do that. Or even a past life. If you want to dive into one of your past lives, we dive in so much deeper in an individual past life than we do in a, um, like an Akashic, a big Akashic reading, because I want to be able to settle in with that energy fully, but there's so much information with the full one that going into an individual past life is so overwhelming. <laughs> so uh-huh. um, yeah, that's actually a, a full option as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um there's so many things coming up in 2022 with the Akashics and there's so many new readers that are coming out um and I'm just so excited to see how this work keeps expanding. It's been and people have been working in the Akashics for, you know, thousands millennia. Um you know, you know shamans and um like spiritual healers have been working within the Akashics. It's, it's not just uh, a new age thing, I guess you could say. Um it's people have been working in that energy field of knowledge forever. um, And I feel like we all just need to be able, we all have access to this um, and we need to stop really gatekeeping that from other people and giving more information as to how to access this type of knowledge. So I'm excited to help everyone else expand into this space too. Yeah. So other than
1: say that again, the Grove Apotheca, Dot
0: com. Is that- yeah the the grove yep the com and it's t-h-e-g-r-o-v-e-a-p-o-t-h-i-c-a.com i had to think of how to spell it that's terrible i can tell that you're <laughs> thinking about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've never had to spell the whole thing before so my brain was like wait a second yeah a-p-o-t-h-i-c-a okay.
1: where else can people find you other than your website Are you on social media
0: Yes, I'm on Instagram. Um, same, the Grove Apotheca. Um, I do have a TikTok, but I don't. I haven't posted to it, and I've, I've been trying to like stay off of it. Um, but Instagram is the easiest way to find me. Um, and I've I, I post about different um, opportunities and things going on. Um, there's new classes next year that we're going to be offering, as well as Star Seed School again, um, which is you know Star so of course I'm in. Um, mm-hmm. But, Yeah, so 2022 is going to be a big year, I feel like, for everybody. Um, hopefully, you guys all feel that too.
1: (laughs) Yes, and energetically, 2022 is supposed to be even more transformative than 2021, guys. So, get a reading, Mm -hmm. (laughs) get to (laughs) heal, get to stepping into your purpose.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you okay, uh, do we have time for like one real quick thing again? Absolutely okay so 2021 was the year of the hero fan if we if we think about um, tarot year cards um the hero fan was all about like diving into <clears throat> like finding spiritual teachers um, realizing that your're your own spiritual teacher being your own um, connection and just diving into you 2022 is all about the year of the lovers so i really see this as um it's gonna be more about um finding right relationships with people. So it doesn't have to be just romantic relationships, but also relationships with yourself. So are you in right relationship with yourself? What kind of devotionals do we have to us? And expansion and and healing is a part of that devotional life. Um, Do you have right relationships with your partners, um, your business partners, your friends? Um, How are you showing up in those spaces? I feel like it's really going to challenge us to really just be a better person to other people, Um, and let's also be a better person to ourselves. So I really hope that the year of the lovers, um, brings everyone more love and support and devotion to the things they really need.
1: And to step into that heart centered living, which is basically what it is. You have to heal and you have to work through it and feel and
0: and embody who you are. Totally. I'm
1: so very grateful to have you on. I look forward (laughs) to having you on again in the future. Everyone check out her website, Instagram um, for more information. I highly encourage a reading. um, If you want to dig more into just anything about yourself and um, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thanks so much, Amber. This was fun. (laughs) I hope you have a beautiful day. I look forward to uh, touching base again soon and, For everyone on the podcast, check out our website. If you have any um, private readings that you'd like to do for myself, go to my website, adventuresinawakening.com. And remember, awaken you, remember you. Namaste. Bye.